I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Everybody giving me advice is never right. That is why I only listen to my own advice. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Label me a rock star, cause I rock and I shine. Y'all wasting your time. Swear this world is mine. What's going on, y'all? This is Foursquare. Welcome to part two of the episode. Make sure y'all continue to like, comment, subscribe, share the channel, share the page. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Before we get into that, let me go ahead and say my, my favorite game. Wait? Oh, you didn't? Nah. Oh, well, I'm rude and I'm a terrible square, but you know, now we're even for the food thing. Yeah, uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're still ugly for that, though. Okay. You got your square. You got your square now. <laughs> anyway, <All right>. <laughs> um, <laughs> favorite game of all time. I can play this day in, day out. Is Sleeping Dogs, and like, I guess a small synopsis of Sleeping Dogs is basically like you're an underground cop in Hong Kong trying to infiltrate the triads, and you kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit with conflicted loyalties between being, you know, a police officer and with the triads. And the more you get connected with them, it kind of blurs the lines between like criminals and just good hearted people. And I think that was the point of it. The story gets real good. A lot of people die. That fighting is awesome. I mean, the combat system is fantastic. You yeah. can, it's, it's basically like watching a Hong Kong action film, but playing that shit. It's amazing. Well, DLC you great. You invited me to your place just so you could show me the demo of that game. Yeah. <laughs> dead, yeah. Like, dead serious, y'all. This man called me. He said, Lucas, you got to come over, man. I was like, all right, all right. What for? He said, you got to come over, man. Yeah. So I came over, and this man had it all booted up, turned on. He had the controller in his hand. He says, I was waiting for you. And he took the <laughs> controller on. He said, he said, let's do this. <laughs> like... And don't, you can't tell me you don't love that game. I bought the game shortly after, like, like as soon as I could get it. I went and got it. Damn, you really converted this man, Jeff. Bro, I'm <laughs> telling you, that game is like, come on. It's some it's uh, better. background of the game. Um, is originally supposed to be called True Crime Hong Kong. So around GTA, like GTA 3 and GTA San Andreas, there was a flip side that is the same open world, same shooting mechanics as GTA, but you play it on the other side of the law as an actual like undercover cop. So the first one was, I think, Streets of L.A. And it didn't do that well because it just got compared to GTA 3. Um, called it like GTA 3 clone. And then the second one was True Crime New York City. That one had better graphics, a better story. It was like a revenge type plot. But again, it got compared to GTA San Andreas, which outsold it by millions of copies. So in 2009, I think it was, I forgot which developer it was at the time. I think it was Activision that picked up True Crime Hong Kong, but they decided to get rid of the project and a united front decided to pick it up. And then they renamed it Sleeping Dogs, finished it up, and then boom. It's a beautiful game. It is. Like, it's, not, it's not better than Witcher 3, but 
I liked how <laughs> I liked how compared to GTA Five, like it was it was the exact opposite. Instead of having loads of guns everywhere, it was no guns except for like a few select levels. And if you got lucky, you car you carjack someone. Yeah, you just threw hands at everybody. Everyone threw hands at you. Hands, elbows, He's ice skippers, fans. Throwing them, throwing them in people. Uh, Fish okay. hooks, bro. I'm telling you, bro. So you're still so, pondering, bro. What's your favorite game and why? For me, bro, I've been trying to think about what my favorite game is. I have gosh. not been able to think of it, to be honest with you. I've played a, a lot of great games in my life. And it's just like, there's no way I can pick one. It's not Halo. I mean, you talked about Halo. In the no, it's like Halo. It, it might as well be Halo. Yeah. All right, all right. My favorite game would be either Halo ODST or Halo Reach, mainly because that was kind of like the background of, you know, whatever Master Chief had going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think I'll, I, I would go with ODST, mainly because that was like the, the, they were kind of like the, the, the Black Ops, the, the Navy, the Navy SEALs of, yeah. of of the military like, at that time, you know what I mean? Like, like was, the only reason the only reason they weren't better than Spartans is because they just weren't Spartans. Yeah, exactly. They weren't Spartans. They were just people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I thought that was hard. Like I was like so tough. Yeah. But hmm. Yeah, so definitely ODST for me, because I just kept playing that when I was a kid. I, I was like, shoot, 12, 13 playing that. Like that was like, wow. Absolutely fantastic games, dude. Uh, we Personal. we've been going on with with those games, yeah, yeah. but actually, matter of fact, no. Nah, let, let's go to back Luke, to Lucas's point. The but games. I want to ask, ask Max one more question. I'm curious uh, how he thinks about this. Max, did you all like in the on the when you would like you know you had like all the flashback missions when you were tracking when you were tracking your team down when you were in like that city at night walking around? Did you when you were a kid? Did you feel kind of like tense? The entire time, yes, like vulnerable. It was dark, yes. dark, and you it feel was. like you just could jump at any point. Yo, like, because, like, you know, you're no longer a Spartan, like, you were a regular dude, and like, the first two guns you get pretty much just can't help you. So, you either get to hide or you just like hope not to die. Like, you're that there, was, like, okay, it's not just okay, so I'm not just a weenie, that's great. Okay, no, 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 no. That, that, that was some, that was a that was something that yes. they did a really good job implementing yeah. in that game. Because you actually had that fear of not being Master Chief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so underrated games. Um, I think like un as far as underrated games go, I feel like it's games that are just either you know really good or just fantastic, but mm -hmm. for one reason or another got slept on. And you know the more popular reasons are usually um, bad sales day, like bad like bad um, opening days. Or just um, one like one issue that like not one issue but like something went wrong with the opening glitches mm -hmm. just failures something like that and even after patching it up people just got turned off because you know first impressions mean a lot mm -hmm. so what are some games that y'all can think of that just you know throw out some throw, throw out a few names just games that you think we're just not given enough credit for Fable. Fable series. Yeah, I think that was the Witcher before The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was That's cleaner, it was cleaner than The Witcher 2. Yeah. Fable 2. What? Fable 2, I think, was the, was my favorite between the three. 
because yeah. of that. We it was a, well done. Yeah, we had Fable One on our Xbox 360, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, we were just up all night playing that damn game, dude. Like that was absolutely incredible. Jeff, Alex, did y'all ever play the Fable series? I have never played it. No. Just a quick. Just honestly, it's very brief. The the Fable series is basically just your typical fantasy RPG story. It follows the main character. He's a hero. He's got to do. He's, he has quests to become a better hero. And each each story had like a different kind of antagonist. It was very typical storytelling. Bad guy, good guy, beat the bad guy, get to it. So it was just it was very well done. So Max, why do you say underrated? Because I agree, but I want to. I just feel like I didn't get as as much as uh, mainstream, you know. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to try, trying to say mainstream promotion. Fantasy. I guess I guess that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of a lot of people you don't really hear a lot of people talking about Fable. Like you hear a lot of people talking about The Witcher. You don't really hear a lot of people talking about Fable because that's the same also, type of game before The Witcher. You know what I mean? Yes. So, it was Xbox exclusive too. It was. It was an Xbox exclusive. And I think at that time, Xbox, Xbox was kind of outselling PlayStation. I don't think so. But either way, they're, they're probably still neck and neck at that point. But for me, as an Xbox as an Xbox guy at that point in time, yeah, I feel like it was absolutely, absolutely a fantastic game and a, a great exclusive for them. Absolutely. Mm. All right. So, meeny, meeny, miny, Jeffrey. Um... I mean, I have I have three underrated games. One of them, like I understand why it didn't do as good, but just the story was really good. And the one that the gameplay was extremely repetitive, but the story was absolutely phenomenal. Is Mafia yes. Three? Really? Yes. I actually I, I haven't finished playing that. I did start it though. I, I mean, I don't blame you. The gameplay is repetitive and really annoying, but as yeah. far as the story goes, it is beautiful i mean the the cinematography the graphics the how the plot unfolds the i've only seen one person play that game and i was just like eh. it was like eh, it was cool but i never i never i never dabbled into the story so i don't know really what happens but um but uh, yeah, nah. oh i mean i guess the basic synopsis is like you're this half black dude named lincoln clay who comes back from the vietnam war and helps out the black mob in town in um, New Orleans. And the dude that you usually work with uh, owes some money from this guy named Sal Marcano, who's, and you're having like some trouble with the Haitians when you get back. So you gotta go like kill a whole bunch of Haitians and stuff like that. When you come back, you have to rob the Federal Reserve. So once you get the money, you're cut. Cause basically Sal's like, yo, Sammy, who's your boss technically, he's getting old. I want you to run it cause you a badass, you special forces. And Lincoln's yeah. like, well, Sammy took me in. I had no one else. And Sal's like, okay, well, you got to go. So he's like, all right, cool. You go get the money. And then you work with Sal's son and another guy that works with um with uh, Sammy. So when you get back, you drinking, celebrating. Sal comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good job. And then he kind of gives his son the look like, yeah, it's time to go. And then mm-hmm. his son's like, yo, Lincoln, you know, you a bad dude, man. We shouldn't have said no. Shoots you in the head. Kills Sammy. Like Sal like goes up to Sammy, shoots him in the head, and he's just like, "Where? Where's like where the f you going?" And we're like actually like says it er, wow. Like, and it's just like yeah, like let's go. And they burn the place down, and a priest comes and gets you, and then you go on a, like a murder rampage, 
and kill all the underbosses to get this out. Wow. That, that, is a, <laughs> that is a story for your it was an inter- It was an interesting take on the idea of a mafia story because, you know, definitely it's like, oh, you know, you're no longer just like in a typical mafia setting. You know, you're, you're, you're a dude <clears throat> who's been wrong and you're trying to change the whole game. Mm-hmm. like that was that was interesting but yeah the gameplay was a little repetitive like i got i think after like the sixth warehouse that i raided in the same time mm-hmm. i was like yeah i'm just gonna take a break from i know i took a four month break on that game i couldn't do it i was like i need to take a break and then it came back but i might hit it up again so you got two others yeah list them um off. list them off mod nation racers on ps3 was a really good underrated game it was racing. a cartoonish racing game you can customize the character you can customize your cart, but the feature that I like the most, you can customize the track. So you can like lay out the track to kind of have it like a paint roller. You just lay out the track, but you can change the scenery at buildings. So it's like they give you a big old field and you can either make really tall mountains or dip it. So you have like big oceans. So I'll have like oceans and mountains. So you have to go up all the way down, fly off, drive around. I like that. that's tough. Yeah, just go <clears throat> play with your friends, share your tracks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one, it's still like praised, but I don't think it's praised enough. And that would be the Tomb Raider series, the revamped one, the reboot. Really? Yeah. I can see that. I can you see know, that. I think I think part of that had to do with the um the third game. Because the first, the first two games, I think, were the first, especially the first game. Everybody loved the first game. Second games were good. <clears throat> the uh, the third game, there was a, I think there was a whole thing where it's like for whatever reason they made it an Xbox exclusive. And then you know, really? in my like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm ninety nine percent sure. I might check that real quick. But it's that third that that third game for me. Like I was always paying attention to game releases that I thought would be cool, especially that one. And for me, like in my in my point of view, it literally was like, there it is. Like I just I walk into GameStop and I was like, oh, it's out. Oh, there was no like press release, no like no, trade. I, just, I I didn't see anything on YouTube. I didn't see like no, I didn't see anything. Nothing. It was crazy. Yeah. But you yeah, know, I, but, but now that I think about it, I think I think it might be you know, onto something with that. Just a little bit, you know, with the underrated thing. Yeah. My 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 utter a game was always the racing games, and not like the not like the cartoonish ones, like like the Gran Turismo series, to be specific, because I think that you know for all of the other games that came out during those times, you know commercials were always you know blasting those games, but like you know you might see you know one or two commercials have like a racing game, and I might be on like ESPN or something. I think it was more. Those games were more catered to a specific target group, and I understood that. But so for people to you know downplay it, you know it makes sense. But you know my dad loves cars, so like he would always get those games, and I would sit beside him. And you know, and it's and it's real intricate. Like you know, it's not just you racing the game. You gotta really, you need an oil change. You gotta go get an oil change. Get your engines done. Get your wheels and axles done. Get these updated engines. Like it, it is a real, it is a whole idea of what it means to be somebody who's embedded into the automobile life. And so like, I understood why it was, but like actually like racing, racing is fun because I took that with me from racing, you know, you know, like Mario Kart and all those other games that were fun for us. So that's the idea still, still applied, but it was just in a more adult fashion. 
So let me ask you a question. When did that game come out? When did that series, when was that big? Grand, the Gran Turismo series was like early 2000s. And so like Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 2, Gran Turismo 3, I don't know if there was a four that came out, but like all those was like early 2000s when those came out. So the level of immersion that you're talking about, do you think that has anything to do with it? Maybe? No, because I mean, anybody who likes cars likes cars. So as I said, like the the target didn't matter for like the generation. It was just, Mm -hmm. do you like video games? Cool. Do you like cars too? You know, you can do that together and so for the people who bought that and invested in it yeah that, that's just what it was so like you didn't really see many sales like gran turismo or like um oh, yeah, yeah. the more like the more fun ones for our generation was like need for speed like those were like the ones that like like made sense because you know we wanted to you know because you know, we grew up with the fast and furious series and all those so that made sense for us but like the ones that were like seriously like hey we're racing like like where like we're doing the Grand Prix and you're actually like in, you know, you have to spend money on like these tools and like the, like oil and different engines, and different things. Like it is a whole cycle. So that that that's one of my favorite underrated games. Uh, it must be really underrated because I never actually played the Grand Turismo games. Mm-hmm. See, it was always always on the shelves, but nobody really promoted it like that. I only played one, but I mean, it, it was good. I just never really yeah. got. Right. I played a lot of Need for Speed. Played more Forza. Yeah, Forza, Need for Speed, Burnout, Midnight Club. Yeah. But, uh, but those those were more catered towards our generation. It's more like Fast and Furious lifestyle of like, you know, like the black market chop shop cars that has oh, yeah. all of the little you know <laughs> tweaks and bells and whistles that you can really zoom and go fast. I mean, Midnight Club had the, they had the, the music though. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did have the music. Soundtrack. Yeah, music, music was bumping. Man, damn, was nope. bumping for that. It was like Sony would bury Microsoft. Yeah. But if you think about it, like the one console because you notice like, like this whole time we've been conversing back and forth between the games that were in playstation and nintendo but the one that you know we can never you know disrespect is the og of you know nintendo all my nintendo games every mario game that you could think nintendo, of nintendo 64 yeah, nintendo 64 game, game boy, boy game boy sp game um, boy color OGs. I mean, I got I got a list of the of the generations of the video games, you feel me? I mean, beyond that, we can go to go Sega. Ahead. I mean, Sega's that was my first game console that I've ever played. Sega Genesis, I'm All with right, it. Bro, let me let me go ahead and break it down for you. So right now we're actually in the ninth generation of video games, but I'm gonna take it back to the first one. The first generation was from 1972 to 1983. And the main, the main consoles during that time was Atari Pong. So not Atari, Atari, just the Pong little thing, like with the little dot. Oh, the little doop, Yeah, my pops had that. <laughs> so, uh, and then the second generation was from 1976 to 1982. And they had the Atari 2600. That's the most common one you see right now. That's a 2600 yeah, yeah. Atari. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third generation, 
1983 to 2003. That I think is the longest spanning generation. And that right. one had, it's called Famicom. Um, cause it's called family console in Japan, but mm-hmm. better known internationally as NES than the Nintendo entertainment system where super Mario came out. And they also had the Sega SG 1000. So around the third generation, Nintendo and Sega were actually butting heads. They had a rivalry spanning, like, I think three generations starting at this one, the fourth generation. I, I, I guess I was a Sega kid cause I only played Sega. Yeah, um, the fourth generation was from 87 to 2004, and that's considered a 16-bit era. Um, and that was the, that's what really started the Sega Nintendo rivalry, and that's when you had the Super NES and the Sega Genesis, along with their first Game Boy and the Sega Game Gear, which is their version of the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that's also when Mortal Kombat got introduced to a console. The OG one back in '92. Sega on Mortal Kombat. Oh my gosh, my dad! I hate my dad to this day because he always figured out how to do the "Come here" on Sega. Because you only had. You remember how fat that console was? You know, you just had you know the little moving handles here. You had like A, B, and I'm like. And he was able to figure out, you know, down four, boom, down four, boom. I used to always just be able to just do kicks and just like foot sweeps and stuff. But he was really like hitting me with combos. And when he was raiding, he knew how to electrocute me. I was like, oh my gosh. But I mean, then again, I was also six. But yo, man, take took you to school. Man. Oh yeah, no, no, my dad showed no mercy. And that, and that's not why to this day, whenever I teach a new person to play video games, no, I have to bury. You. I need to make sure you know this is what this is. But <laughs> you can't take the heat. They get out. There's the door. Yeah. I got. I, I was. I was with my cousin one time, and he was talking mad garbage to me. Playing MKX, you know. Fast forward, we're playing MKX, and I was like, I was only playing random. At one point, I was playing random characters and characters I never played before. I was kind of just casually kind of going about it. I think it was like the third match where he 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 beat me. Um, I can't remember. He was using Ermac. And he was like, oh, man, you suck, dude. I thought you were good at video games. And I did. I was like, oh, all right. I went forward you a little bit. <laughs> I put I lean forward. I put in Johnny Cage. I said, I'm going to run this fade on you real fast. There are certain games that, especially oh, fighting games, and we're, we're writing that, there's certain fighting games where, like, this isn't fun. This is war. <laughs> <laughs> this is me and you. I'm my whole objective is to embarrass you. And if we're talking about you know MK, Tekken, or the granddaddy that we all like to hop on, Super Smash Bros. That <laughs> whole That's series. Not That's not a fight. That game. whole series. That's not a fighting game. game. It technically counts. This is This is war. That's the most well known one. Get off the screen. Anybody, nice anybody can hop on. That's one thing I do love about Smash Bros. Anybody can hop on, and it, you know it's fun. Tekken and MK, like you know, that's blood and gore. That, that's all yeah. death. Tekken, Tekken, you get in, get your money. You getting in deep when, it, when yeah, we talk about see me on Tekken, see my MK. Like this is this business. Like you can put you. money on this, but like you, you know, me Tekken. Let me tell y'all, I got deep. Y'all know y'all like the Tekken Seven. Y'all know Steve the boxer. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's my character. We, I was we. like, 
it was it was it was all destiny. I was playing with my friend. He he and I at the time neither of us had played Tekken, so you and I were kind of make a messing with it or that like Tekken Seven. Oh my god! I clicked random. I got Steve, and I was like, oh, this looks kind of funny. He's a boxer. I don't know how I did it, but I figured out the weaving and the com like some like basic combos. And at one point, he threw a four piece combo at me, and I don't know how, but I went. Overhand, knocked him across the stage, and I looked at my controller. I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting this game right now." <laughs> it's it's really if you if you can master Steve, oh, you're, you're goaded. My my I, two characters is always King and Eddie. King I'm either like, gonna wrestle you and beat the life out of you, or I'm gonna hit you with this guy. Eddie, I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and get these kicks in. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, for sure, mm-hmm. or Yoshimitsu. No. Yoshimitsu oh, is also Yoshimitsu is crazy. Yoshimitsu hey, yo, is fun, great. Fun fact though, or Akuma. I got a friend. He plays Steve, but he plays like in like for like big professional kind of tournaments. Like he's good. He taught me. He actually taught me what I know about Steve. Mm-hmm. I y'all got. I'll, I'll give y'all a link, but y'all gotta look him up. That man. Shout out to my man Richie, dominating the game. Check him out at any Tekken fighting game tournament you can. That man is. That man took me to school. But he was teaching me. He was like, all right. He was like, all right, I'm going to show you some very basic combinations. <laughs> all right, you get all that? That was basic? <laughs> no, that was basic. Oh. <laughs> but at least in this game, Tekken, that, that's that's something you can take on for, like, competitions. Like, people are in competitions. Just like in Smash Bros. Like, there's a whole Smash Bros. tournament. There's, like, this one dude at my school who actually won $500 in a regional Smash Bros. tournament. And like oh, he played like, and he was always like hitting a random, random player every single time and winning. And you just have to survive. And so you keep going until like you know he eventually lost. But like in the position yeah, they got, yeah. he got five hundred dollars. So I'm like, you really like are invested into this. But at, at least, least in Smash Bros, anybody you could put have what up to eight players, and mm-hmm. it's still like a more fun environment. Now it can get in crazy, and we can't do a lot of trash talk. But it's still something that's fun and nostalgic that anybody could pick up still to this day, especially with the Switch out. Second I get that Switch, I'm getting that game. I mean, even back at like Marietta, they actually had a video game club and the game that they would play would be Smash Bros. Bro. I remember that. I definitely remember that. I don't know how I found that out. I just stumbled upon it. Speaking of Smash. Speaking of Smash, it was on the Nintendo 64. Like the, the original one? Smash. And the, original? the fifth generation of video games. That's actually the first 3D era. So you actually have in 3D graphics, mm-hmm. you know, generation. 60 and uh Nintendo 64 and the Sega Return. And then from 1998 to 2015, the sixth generation, that's around our nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Start starting. That's when yeah. we start to get in As the first, the yeah. first Smash that I ever played was Smash Bros. Melee on GameCube. Yeah, that's that was that right. was the first time Bro, I was into it. Here's a game system y'all probably didn't even play: the Dreamcast, Sega Dreamcast. Nope, never, oh, never played it. Hold on, we're on, we're on Gen Six right now, Jeff. Gen yeah, Gen 6, Dreamcast is actually Gen 6. GameCube, okay. PS2, OG, Xbox. And I'm Sega. trying to keep track of all these generations, man. Yeah, that's like that, old, the whole generation, like that, that was new. I learned, I was today years old when I found that out. So. Yep. I'm over here, I'm over here holding my back like, 
Also, the Game Boy Advance and the PSP also came out in this era. Mm-hmm. No, get Game Boy Advance uh, SP, my fault. Game Boy uh, Advance yeah. SP came out. Yeah, the new Seventh generation. It's 2005-2017. That's PS3, 360, the Wii, fall of Sega. Sega got out the game around this time. And it's yeah, the PSP yeah. and the DS. It was time ago. The DS. generation yeah. is from 2012 to now. That's the introduction to VR. PS4, Xbox One, the Wii U, which sucked, and that's why they made the Switch. I feel like yeah, it's, like it's, Switch. it's a Switch that I don't be like, yeah, that, that don't exist. Wii yeah. U. The, the, the Wii, Wii, the Wii, Wii, Wii who? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wii what? No. Mm-hmm. Right. The Wii. 3DS and the PS Vita. And then now we're in the ninth generation with Xbox Series X and PS5. PS5, yeah. Nintendo. And so sure, once the Switch Pro. Switch Pro is gonna come. Yeah, Switch Pro. I gotta do more research on it. I, I want to know what what difference it makes between I'm Switch right and Switch now, Pro. The, the Switch Pro is gonna change the game because what it's supposed to do is so the Switch when it came out, you know, it's a mobile it's a mobile console. You take it around with you. It's literally handheld and console to get. Yes. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was originally like I think it was originally designed to like hold. You know. It, okay, a little bit off because Breath of the Wild was one of the first games that came with it. But it was designed to hold Nintendo games and like you'll take Mario Kart wherever you go. It was innovative. But then they started put they started porting in games like Doom, The Witcher Three, and everything. And that's when the graphics started like kind of overloading a little bit. So this Switch Pro is basically supposed to make it more user friendly for every other game. Is it still the same idea of like you can still yes, travel and yes. take it with it, you yes, and all that? That stuff? is the thing. And... It is everything you got from the Switch. Now they're improving it. They're making it more, they're making it just better. So right. you can bring your, like, the most advanced games that go on the PS4 and the Xbox and the Xbox or the PS5 now, and you're going to be able to carry it. Now, if it works the way it's supposed to, that's going to be crazy. See, Breath of the I'll, Wild 2. You got like, to wait for it. You got to wait for it, dude. Cause, yeah. Because like, I say, so should, should I go ahead and still buy the Switch or should I just wait for the Pro if it comes out? I think I think just like hold your breath on it, to be honest, and wait. But, you know, if it comes a time where like you just like you really want to play it, you really want to play Smash with your friends, I wouldn't say no to getting it. But well, you know, it's just pretty young, though. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Switch has only been out for what, like maybe two, three years? Uh, it came out in 2017. So like four years. Really? Four years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been out for a minute. Like I, we, yeah, I played it in Switch. college. They're just, they're just, they're just updating. They're just upgrading the Switch. Basically, they're not making a new console. But that's kind of how Nintendo does things. Like they just release things in a very specific um, interval, and it just works. Nah, 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 nah. Nintendo always innovates, in my opinion. They're yeah, yeah, they do. Following console is going to be some shit that you like. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. See, Nintendo, Alex, Nintendo will be that. Go ahead, go ahead, Lucas. You mentioned earlier that we've been here ragging on games, one versus the other, but they've all pretty much been PS, like PlayStation or Xbox games. And you, you mentioned that we just really haven't brought in Nintendo. And I think that if you want to talk about like console supremacy, Nintendo is in its own league, and it's just mm-hmm. weird to compare it. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is incomparable to. Because you know, because that the war between you know PlayStation and, and Xbox that'll forever go. Like <clears throat> you're either one or the other. But Nintendo, it is, it is a totally different experience than what you're getting of just getting on a controller and just hopping on a game. Because Nintendo, you can, the OG, yeah. mm-hmm. 
for our, for our generation, Nintendo will always be like OG for us. Like, and it's always for like for good times. Yeah. You have Xbox and you have PlayStation. They're always head to head. Then you have Nintendo, which is up here, which has been doing this shit for, for what, years. 40 years? Yeah. 40 years uh, since the start? Uh, yeah, but this is, pretty much so, since the start. Because I mean, when I, cause when I get Nintendo, when I get the Switch, I'm only getting nostalgic games. Like, I'm only getting Mario games. Like, I'm only getting the games that bring back those fun childhood memories i'm not getting I'm not getting 2k on the switch i'm not getting call of duty no, on the God, switch no. like but i'm not gonna see, do that no i want to play nintendo for what it calls for but let me ask you something can you say for certain right now without knowing what the switch pro is going to offer that you will only play nintendo games because what if the switch pro comes out and these games that you would have gotten on the ps4 initially from ps5 now is going into it are suddenly like so amazing on the Switch Pro, and you can carry it with you. You really gonna tell me that you're not gonna carry that stuff whenever, wherever you go, if it's really like same or comparable quality? If the if nah. Ghost of Tsushima, if the, if they make a Ghost of Tsushima two and they make it compatible to go on the Switch, I'm not getting. It. Mm. I'm playing it on the PS4 for what it is because that is a completely like if sitting down and playing my PS4 and then getting up and playing Nintendo. If you think about it, that. Nintendo games are, are more of a community event. Anybody can hop around. Everybody, every time we hang out, we always bust out the Switch because it's a game or something that everybody can hop in. Anybody can hop in, can take a break. We, you know, adults can come in, young kids can come in. Anybody could come in and enjoy the family friendly because that it's standby. They have been holding that down of we are the family friendly console and it's been winning. And mm-hmm. so for that reason, no, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get Assassin's Creed on the Switch. Like, no, I'm getting Mario Olympics. <laughs> like, yeah, I understand. Like, I understand the convenience aspect that you're trying to get at Lucas. Mm-hmm. But ideally, we're all adults here. We all got work and stuff like that. Yeah. So, are you really going to bring your Switch to wherever you're going and like playing on the go? The only re- the only thing I can think of was maybe either a really long road trip or a flight. Yeah. But then again, I guess by y'all's logic. If you're on like a long road trip, you might as well just play Mario Kart or something. Exactly. If I'm gonna be on the road for a long time, I might as well get something that's inclusive. So you know, if somebody's driving, the two people that are in the back, hey, you trying to hop on the switch? You trying to play Mario real quick? And that yeah. way you got two people playing Mario. And then like, no. you know, rotate that no, around. Yeah. I gotta say, when I think about video games, I do think a little bit as a kid, because like I still get super excited about that stuff. So you know, yeah, as an adult, it is something to think about. I don't know. There are certain games that, like, there's certain games I wouldn't play on the Switch. But at the same time, though, they have stuff like Breath of the Wild 2, which is basically of that scope, but still Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird, it's a weird balancing act for me. I don't know. Yeah, they so make, it's, I would get, like, if Crash Bandicoot, you know, I might play that on the Switch, too, like. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's another throwback that we could talk about for another day. Even the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the third one, I've been I've been spamming that game for the past few weeks. That's a Switch exclusive for some reason. So that's the only one that, like, I would say isn't the party type vibe you get. It's really just an RPG that you just grind, grind, grind on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
but you still I still feel comfortable with that being if this is as serious as it gets for a game and if it's ultimate alliance then fine yeah but yeah. if it's like a last of us where it's story immersive I ain't trying to bring them. oh no I'm, I'm not doing that I'm not doing that. Like, the imagine to have there? clickers and mm. shotguns just in your face, just like, no, I'm not. Oh my gosh, I'm not doing that to myself. <laughs> like, we were on a road trip. It's like, yo, Lucas, you good? Shh, Ellie's talking. <laughs> right. Shh, hold on. <laughs> I gotta listen. Like, I gotta listen. I gotta listen. Like, hey, y'all fucking me up, man. Stop. Right. <laughs> so, I think we're on agreement here. It seems that we've all just come to the decision that Nintendo, when it comes to Nintendo, Nintendo is just in its own bracket. They are always goaded. But when it comes to like the mainstream battle of the consoles and gaming, it seems like we're on agreement that we are a PS4 fan. For us, yeah. yeah. For us, yep. we're a PS4 fan. Yeah. I keep Straight forgetting that PS5 is something, man. I've been having PS4 for years. I it's forgot that that was it. Nobody can buy it. Like, what the fuck? You gotta go to a black you gotta go to a black market underground. And yeah, freaking yeah. Philippines just to grab it <laughs> in a dark alley somewhere. Right. Hey, I got it. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I feel. I, I, if I people thoroughly... gonna watch this and all the Xbox people, all, all the Xbox is gonna be like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Click. You want to get into that's it? Fine. You want to? You want to get into it? Flood the comments. We can go. We can go you know toe what? to toe. You know what, Xbox people? That's fine. If you I got nothing but time. I got nothing but time, space, and opportunity. <laughs> See me in the comments. <laughs> tell you what, how about this? How about this? If you don't like what we're saying, turn off our episode. Tell your friends all about it so they can go watch and then go play your what three exclusive games that you literally <laughs> all um, three of them. All That's three of good them. ones. Don't all mind right. me. Don't mind me. Mm-hmm. I will be selecting from my list of. Go play right. Fortnite a lot of games. <laughs> One thing I want to say about PlayStation that Xbox can't say nothing is we don't have as nearly enough characters as Nintendo, but PlayStation has enough characters that we actually have our own version of Smash, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Think about mm-hmm. that. We have a roster that big that have our own version of Smash. What does Xbox have? That's, that's, that's true. That that, that, and that's all everybody's gonna say. Everybody's gonna stand Master Chief. Hey, we well, got hang, on, hang on, hang on. We got an Xbox or an Xbox like Smash style fighting game. We got the car from Forza, Master Chief. <laughs> <You're the laughs> <one. laughs> Help me out. <laughs> who's, who's the car gonna fight? Not even the driver. The car itself. The car itself is just gonna stand uh, up like got, like a Transformer. Gears of War, Marcus or something. Mm. Oh yeah, Gears of War. But uh, yeah, that's basically that's basically Master Chief without the everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He's got a chainsaw. He's got a chainsaw gun. Right. Um, I can't even, honestly, I can't. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. We all grew up with Xbox. But that's it. Like, like we we've all played an Xbox. You gotta leave. Like, you gotta leave. Like, like it's not like I've never played it before. Yes. No. I, I enjoyed Xbox during that time. Now, I just know. went back. <laughs> I mean, I have thoroughly enjoyed like going back through all this, like everything from like the generation. Cause like I, I legitimately did not realize how far the gener- the video game generations we've been in. Mm-hmm. Just talk about our favorite. Like I, I don't know why we never we never talked about like our favorite games before. Like I mean, but just to think about how far we come, it's such a vast it's such a vast thing that people don't really understand, and it, and it's becoming so much bigger. Yeah. Like people are really like now finally giving the space to say no video games 
is a is a market. Like people didn't really like acknowledge it as like you know real business. And I'm like, do you not realize that in in Asia there are literally tournaments where people put their heart and souls into playing a video game and make thousands upon thousands of dollars. And like in the U.S., like people are literally like streaming and e-sports, making e-sports bank. You're streaming on Twitch and making bank playing video games. Like that—that that is the thing. There's nobody's gonna get like the you know the regular standard nine to fives you know eventually because there's so many different ways to make that. I'm tell you, esports. Esports is against is a thing now. You can you can get scholarships to college for esports. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know people used to laugh at that. Like you know, right, like what do you do? Oh, I'm an esports player. Oh, I can't take you serious, but I just want I a million dollar check. I will admit though, like I, I never like like made fun of esports, and I like I, I thought it was cool. I just thought it was kind of funny, like to me. Like I would chuckle when I see like an esports club at like the UGA like involvement fair, because I'd be kind of like, huh, this is a thing now. People competitively playing video games. I used to do that for free. Have you ever seen yeah, video like, Game High School? What? There's a show called Video Game High School. It was on uh, Netflix a little bit, but it's a uh, Series. Never. Wait, did you watch Ready Player One or did you read the books? Yes, that was such a. I cool. saw. I saw the trailer for Ready Player One. I never uh, saw it. I'm probably I, don't know. I think. That. I think we had to read the book in high school. Okay. Lucas, you, I don't know if you, you guys remember that. No. Lucas, Jeff, I don't know if you guys remember that. Ready Player, remember Ready Player Ender's One game, was, but not Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. I love Ender's Game. Ender's Game was cool. but Ready Player One was like. It's pretty much about like this kid. He, um, they, they have this video game that's submersive, incredibly submersive. You actually like put a helmet on and you actually yeah. go into the game. And um, they even had the feeling suits, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can, if you got enough money, you can have feeling suits and stuff, yeah. and like have, you can feel the shock. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the gaming console, well, console is called the Oasis. Basically, they uh, everybody pretty much in the world played the game. Um, in in the book and movie, I guess now, um, the creator of the game puts up his puts up his fortune for for them to go and get go and find. So they had to like complete all these levels and uh, eventually complete all these challenges and stuff to eventually win the fortune and the company as well as the game so i thought that was pretty cool i think that might be where video games are heading now which is yeah. a scary thought i guess yeah, I, just, I don't know <laughs> oh but you know i gotta say there's one last question i want to ask y'all because you 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 brought it in my head because you said where are video games heading there's a bit there's a bit of a Thing I want y'all to kind of ponder your minds on, and you listeners out there, I want y'all to think about this too. I have been thinking a long time about what well, we opened our discussion with GameStop. Where is that heading? I personally believe that it is going down inevitably, but I don't think it's just going to die. I think that if someone is smart enough to see the potential that we grew up with, they can take it to another height. So I got to ask y'all. What do you think will happen to GameStop? Because I always thought it was going to be absorbed by a big company. My two big choices are Amazon or Netflix. Netflix being the weird one. You can take my friend Nick because he put me on that idea. Hmm. I got some. All right. Um, oh, I Max. think that GameStop would. I think that they might 
bounce back and change with the times. So I think they might create their own platform to where they can actually sell more games online. See if they can actually get the digital downloads and sell games online, make it make right. it pretty convenient, and you can kind of be be able to download an app on your on your own game station or something like that, right. in like a Netflix form type thing, or Amazon Prime type thing, or you know you know what I mean. Like yeah, you can yeah. actually download games, kind of like a PlayStation Now, but not PlayStation. Yeah, it might it might revamp. If it doesn't get swallowed up by Amazon or another big company, it'll revamp itself, I think, into its own thing where it could be a gaming experience. And it's not necessarily something where you can, I mean, yeah, they might have like, you know, eventually they'll probably have like just a portal where you can download, purchase, download, and upload into your own console that way. So I, I personally think that discs are going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that discs are going to go eventually. And so once the so once the disc go, now the value is the console. So the console is going to continue to grow and become its own thing. And so eventually, you could probably make a portal for GameStop and make it to where if you want to like sync your console and sync your account in, purchase games that way, then you can do that. And then if you want to go into like the no ready player one aspect where you're doing the more simulator type of game, they have to keep up that new tech, that new idea, that new thought type of gaming experience. But if they don't do that, then I think that they're going to cut their loss and they're going to get swallowed up by somebody. And then they are going to probably innovate off of that. Jeffrey. Um, I mean, going off of this are going to be obsolete because they are. I personally don't really see the point of GameStop anymore. I mean, the point of GameStop was to go in, find the newest game, grab the disc, put it in your game system, or even buy game accessories, controllers, headphones, stuff like that. So maybe GameStop will still be around in the sense of having game accessories and consoles, but you can get that at Walmart and Target and stuff too. Yeah. So it's like... Really Same thing with toys and Toys R Us. You can buy toys anywhere else. Toys R Us, they had, had to go. So, so yeah, well, Toys R Us is also overpriced. It's like Blockbuster. I mean, Blockbuster I feel like underestimated if they had place. more exclusive game gaming accessories, like to, like uh, Toys R Us kind of had more exclusive toys, yeah. I feel like they might be able to stay around. See, Toys R Us kind of like you know, has the same issue that GameStop has. Yeah, GameStop has gaming accessories apparel uh paraphernalia all this kind of stuff but a lot of it is price is like jacked up on the price toys r us may have had a lot of stuff to select from but their stuff was pricier and for fam and for families that were trying to be you know more um they're trying to be minimalistic and quick about it they were trying they were trying to make the kids make their kids happy while also being on a good budget and Mm. not only in the compound convenience in that Toys R Us was just very, it was a very slow to feed. Right. And who knows what they could have done. But I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I like what y'all are saying. I think the big thing about, my, the big question mark for me about GameStop also is what's going to happen to the, 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 like the concept of like, you know, selling cheaper games or pre owned games. Like, because they had an entirely different kind of cost system. Even like their newer games mm-hmm. had different pricing than other, um, like Target or Walmart. Like Target and Walmart are very consistent, ex- except for like holiday sales. They like keep it at sixty dollars 
if it's not very popular, they may bump it down to 50 or 40. But GameStop kind of trickles down a lot, especially if it's pre-owned. So I don't know. I feel like it's weird. It's, it's weird even thinking about this, you know? Yeah, that's the way that this generation has taken off, man. But um, yeah. but with that, we're gonna go ahead and close it off. Um, this has been another episode uh, with Foursquare. I'd like to thank all the squares for squaring it up. Uh, Jeff, go ahead and eat your food once we're done. <laughs> say square one more time. Say square one more time. Say square one more time. You gotta say square one more time. Square. Square. All right. Square. <laughs> square. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Um, we'll leave our information down below make sure y'all follow us on instagram make sure y'all like comment subscribe share with your friends throw up that notification button to let y'all know whenever we drop another episode and uh, until then squares we out here and real quick i want to add one big thing to all our fans out there number one big shout out to my boy Kayvon hence aka paradise on spotify he provided us with content his own he's making he's making his own music and that man I gotta say, I'm enjoying it. So please, in the information you saw, you you heard him in our last episode. You can hear him in this episode. Check him out on Spotify Paradise. He's, yes, man, he's yes, yes, coming yes. up. We'll with drop that down and below as well. Yes. Make sure y'all get that information, man. Also, man. Special, shout out to my, special shout out to my uh, good friend Taylor. Um, she helped us make the logo and um, a few other things. Big, 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 big shout out to her. Um, she's she's a great, amazing artist. Um, check her out on her art page, also, as well as follow her on her main page. So that's going to be and in the comments below too. One last big thing: shout out to the pandas for no longer being endangered. Yes, sir. Cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, for living up. Uh, all right, y'all. This has been this has been dope. Y'all be yeah. easy. Y'all take it easy. We'll see y'all in the next tuned. episode. Right. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned everybody. Yeah. Stay undercover. I'm stealth. My whole life, I kept on waiting for shit. Had to learn to go get it myself. Yeah. I get this shit by myself. Yeah. I make a way for myself. Yeah. I see you got a new dude, and that's cool. But I promise we fuck, I won't tell. Yeah. Know that you miss it, I tell. Because you still hit up myself. So just let us out of ourselves. Cause I think I'm losing brain cells. Cause you're toxic, so toxic. So want you myself. Wanted that girl for some years now. Now she unbuckled my belt. And see, she like how I felt. I'm on a mission, no, I cannot fail. Kill